Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Complicated. That's it. That little short clip I just showed you is what Donald John Trump, the greatest president of our lifetime, that's what he posted to Facebook along with this very, very simple post saying, I'm back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Facebook is a tool that President Trump is going to have to use and he will use effectively in his 2024 campaign. He just can't rely on Truth Social to get his message out. Matter of fact, what makes President Trump's uh, posts on Truth Social is generally they go viral because they get screenshotted and then shared on Twitter. Or Liz Harrington, his spokeswoman, will share his truth posts, his truths on Twitter. I like Truth Social a lot. I'm on Truth Social. I'm on Getter. Somewhat on Parler. I'm on Gab. But they're all echo chambers. Like you don't get any other, you don't get any opposing voices really uh, on those. You get opposing voices within the libertarian, conservative, MAGA, America First crowd for the most part. I mean, there's people on there from other things too, but uh, don't really see them much. And President Trump is going to need to and will be using Facebook effectively, I'm sure. By the way, uh, I know people don't care about uh, Harris, the vice president. But I men- I got to mention what happened to her in stark contrast to President Trump. So Harris uh, was at her alma mater, uh, Howard, when they got beat. Uh, who beat him? Was it Iowa during March Madness? And she got booed. And then after Howard lost uh, to Iowa, she went in and gave them a speech, a little pep talk for like two minutes. It's so cringy. I'm not even going to play it for you. But when they put her up on the screen, a good portion of the people booed her for being there. Contrast this to President Trump yesterday, who unexpectedly and unannounced showed up in Oklahoma for the NCAA wrestling championships that were being held there. And the crowd enthusiastically received him when he entered the arena. Dark contrast to VP Harris. The comments of her cringy speech to the Howard players and her getting booed uh, are just funny. But the funniest one was this. You made us all bison so proud. VC Kamala, VP Kamala Harris delivered a post-game message for March Madness to the Howard University men's basketball team. And one guy just said this, which is the funniest thing. Every team that loses should have to listen to this as punishment. I'm not going to play it for you folks. You're not interested in anyway. And we try to stay away from people that resonate on a demonic frequency on this channel. 
All right, we F- Ronald McDaniel, the again reelected chairwoman for the GOP, tweeted this out. Tweeted this out yesterday in regards to Alvin Bragg, the DA in New York, who is going to be arresting President Trump Tuesday of this week, according to President Trump. His attorneys have actually said that they don't know the exact date, but they're anticipating or prepared for it. Ron McDaniel tweeted out, from his day one memo, the radical Manhattan DA has made no secret his priority is pursuing his far left agenda no matter the cost. Major crimes are up 22% in New York City, but he is outrageously using his office for political vengeance instead of keeping Americans safe. That's it. That's all the GOP chairwoman had to say. No mention of President Trump by name. No support of President Trump. This is the weak GOP that hates us. Well, I say us because I used to be a Republican, but I am no longer a Republican. I'm not a member of the Republican Party. They didn't have President Trump's back in 2020, and I, I left. I left the party. I don't think I'll go back. I won't go back. I will vote for President Trump. I'll probably vote only Republicans unless, oh man, that'd be so awesome if we got an actual libertarian uh, conservative party. The libertarian party is a joke. It'd be awesome if we did have a Patriot Party or America First Party or a MAGA Party. But we're stuck with this two-party tyranny in which we have the rhinos and the Democrats essentially on the same team. But this is the best that the GOP can offer. No support of President Trump. No mention of, his, of, of him by name. Just a weak response to the upcoming indictment and arrest and fingerprinting of a former president. That's never happened in the history of the United States. And they're doing this over a misdemeanor. If you want the details, watch my previous episode. But it's so ridiculous. Check this out. John Cardillo, who was formerly of uh, the New York Police Department and a, a, a former radio and TV show host, he still has contacts at the New York Police Department and within New York City. And this is what he tweeted out. New York City law enforcement sources telling me that the Manhattan DA's office is, quote, in chaos, end quote. They're telling me about 60% of the office wants no part of this and wishes brag and race would just stop the nonsense. They all know there is no crime, apparently all being driven by a small group of radicals at the top, very similar to Russiagate. All right, where you had the... uh what is it, the fourth floor, the seventh floor, I can't remember what it is, but the upper echelon of the FBI working to conspire against Trump while the worker bees and most FBI agents were not involved uh, in this, or so we're told. So even, it's not a right-wing conspiracy, it's not a Trump MAGA thing. I assure you, I assure you that of those 60% in New York City law enforcement Uh, excuse me, in the Manhattan DA's office who are opposing this aren't Trump lovers. Some of them may be, but I assure you a lot of them just are, this is a terrible case that's going to blow up on our face and this is unnecessary. And this is ridiculous. And I assure you, many of them are not Trump supporters. They just, I don't know, perhaps actually value the law. And legal procedure. 
Okay, folks, let me give you uh, a lay of the land of what I'm going to do here. By the way, welcome to Open Source News. Please like, share, and subscribe. I bring you real news every single day, generally twice a day. My name is James, Black Conservative Patriot. I am your host of this show. And just in case you're not aware, we have a sister channel here on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's called the BCP Report. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. My daughter, Juniorette, had an excellent report uh, yesterday, Saturday, and has another great report for you today on Sunday. Make sure you check it out. You can go to bcpreport.com. And don't forget to check out our other show, which is not on YouTube, but is available anywhere our podcast is available It is also available at bcpextras.com and therealbcp.com. That show is called BCP Unfiltered. You want to check that out as well. Okay, that's how we pay the bills. Okay, folks. I haven't forgotten about East Palestine. I, I want to get that story in here right now. This is what we're not being told. Purdue scientists and students studied over 300 samples in and around East Palestine, Ohio this week. In February, state and federal officials decided to blow up six rail cars of toxic chemicals in the town after a train derailment. This, of course, resulted in toxic chemical mushroom cloud over the region. Now, we now know that over 100 miles downstream of the Ohio town, we have animal and plant life dying off. As I reported, there was uh, thousands of animals also killed. So the Purdue investigators run site collecting samples. And this is what they found. The president of the environmental firm, Justin Johnson, told News Nation that he's been in the village since a controlled burn. He says his tests have discovered low levels of six possible carcinogens that the EPA did not detect. Let me, let me repeat that to you. These Pittsburgh researchers are finding low levels, but they are finding levels of six different carcinogens that the EPA did not detect. Trust your government. Trust the government. They have your best interest at heart. The Environmental Protection Agency is out there to protect the environment, but not people. Why does this not come as any surprise to anyone within most likely the sound of my voice? According to the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health, there is no safe level for exposure to these types of chemicals. Some chemicals may have been at the site before the derailment. Interesting. These are carcinogens, so they are not to be an an immediate impact. You're not going to see fish kills. You're going to see hot spots for cancer, whether that's In wildlife, or it ends up in people, that's the bigger question. You're not going to see that answer right away. I'm sorry, folks. If you're in East Palestine, I know you may have been there for generations. You may have property. You may have homes. But for the love of your life and your children's lives, leave. Start all over somewhere else. 
It's so sad what's happening there. The EPA is testing for chemicals that were on board the train and also for dioxins. They have repeatedly announced that they have not found any levels of chemicals that are unsafe levels. But soil testing by Purdue scientists found six different carcinogens. Isn't that interesting? Okay, let's talk about Ron DeSantis for a second. I said yesterday that I want to discuss this at length. Uh, not at length, but give a little bit more analysis into this. And Wayne Allen Root had this to say. I, I want to get your opinion on it. It's pretty succinct. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this. But this is what Wayne Allen Root said. He said, I'm no dreamer. I always face reality. President Trump and Governor Ron DeSantis don't especially like each other. They are two competitive, mega successful leaders. They both have b- big egos, well-earned. They both believe they should be the one to have to save America. But so what? Ronald Reagan and George H.W. Bush didn't especially like each other in 1980, but they were united for the good of the of GOP in the country. They gave Reagan two landslide victories and Bush followed as president. That's the ticket to save America today, unity. Okay. I'm sure Wayne Allen Root knows what kind of evil George Herbert Walker Bush was involved in. But we'll let that slide. Because that's not the point here. The point he's trying to make is opposing opponents within the Republican Party couldn't cooperate for the good of the party. With the GOP divided and Democrats in control of government, the very existence of America is threatened. The only hope is a re-election of Donald Trump as president. But even that is not enough. For any chance at all, America needs Governor Ron DeSantis to carry on after Trump. I think a lot of us folks are open to the idea of DeSantis 28. Trump 24. So this is what Rain, uh, Wayne Allen Root says. Tell me what your thoughts are on um, on this down below. First, put your egos aside. Let, he says, let me offer President Trump and Governor DeSantis my advice on how they can work together to save America. First, put your egos aside. This isn't about either of you. It's about saving the United States of America from a communist takeover combined with a foreign invasion at our border. Time is running out. Let me show this again. Four years with with Trump as president is a good start, but it's only that, a start, because it's going to take more than four years to save this troubled country. Because of that, I believe President Trump and Governor Ron DeSantis are at this moment in time the two most important people in the world. They must work together. And then he says that DeSantis should acknowledge the importance of Trump and that he should support Trump for, for the four, for next four years. Let President Trump acknowledge the importance of DeSantis taking over for him in 2028. So he says they should come together and DeSantis should say, Trump 24, me 28. And Trump should say, I'm 24 and Ron DeSantis will continue what I've started in 28. Now, of course, there's been lots of talk as DeSantis as vice president there's electoral college issues with uh, with that. They wouldn't be able to count this, the, the votes in the state of Florida if both of them are on the same ticket from the same state. President Trump is a resident of Florida. He could easily fix that by going to Bedminster and, and changing his residence to New Jersey. Or if he doesn't want to pay those taxes, he also has residence uh, and corporate interests, even though he doesn't quite own the Trump hotel. But... Um, so there's some kind of licensing agreement in Vegas. Great hotel, by the way. Enjoyed staying there. 
And for those of you new around here, that's the second time I barely missed meeting uh, President Trump. Literally, I stayed at his hotel and checked out the same day that he checked in the hotel. This was uh, last year. I missed him by about 90 minutes. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. But President Trump could also be go to Nevada, become a resident of Nevada, and then have Ron DeSantis as his vice president. And then Vice, uh, vice President Ron DeSantis could work on a lot of things that are going to take more than four years to fix, kind of building his legacy in the background while Trump is doing the things that need to be done now. One of the things he could be talking about, at, one of the things he could do as vice president for Trump, if he was on as on the vice presidential ticket and became the vice president, is work on our selection process so things go well throughout the country like they did in Florida in 2022. That's a thought. I personally, you put your thoughts down below. I don't think Ron DeSantis should be the vice president for President Trump. I think he should stay and be continue being the executive in Florida, and someone else should be vice president. And maybe that person necessarily won't be ready for president or or be president in 2028. I'm not for automatically handing Ron DeSantis to 2028. I like I I love Ron DeSantis as a as a governor, but his coziness with the swamp bothers me quite a bit. But that's what uh, Wayne Allen Root thinks that they should work together, and if he's not his vice president. Ron DeSantis should be cheering on President Trump in 24 and waiting for his turn in 28. I don't think, I personally don't think President Trump should be already handing the reins to someone in 2028. So many things can happen in the next five years. Look what's happened in just the last two. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. Now, I want to, re, uh, I want to read you what Lincoln Project founder Rick Wilson said uh, on Friday on MSNBC's worst show, The Readout. He said that Governor Ron DeSantis is awkward and weird. That he wouldn't do well in a debate against President Donald Trump. I don't like Lincoln Project. Not a fan of Rick Wilson, but I found this to be interesting. Once again, give me your thoughts. This is what Wilson said. There's a real rule about campaigns, and it's the candidate with the most charisma tends to win whether you like it or not. Donald Trump has more charisma than Hillary, whether you like it or not. Joe Biden has had more charisma than Donald Trump in a weird sort of funky way. Mm, we'll leave it at that. If you're the guy who gets the reputation early in the campaign for being a difficult diva and for eating pudding with three fingers, I can't even tell you, like, the memes write themselves for this guy. It's never going to get better. He's in a position now where people think he's already awkward and weird and it will just get worse and worse. The average person out there, they're not worried about wokeism or whatever the hell it means. They can't define it, of course. They're not worried about that. They're worried about the economy. Their kids' education, their jobs. They're worried about things that matter to their families. And when they see this thing that threatens their families and hurts their family, because like it or not, Ron DeSantis, there are a lot of... Uh, oh, Mom, I'm going to read that. Anyway, what, but uh, I forgot about that last part. Uh, but what do you, do you think that... Do you think that, that Ron DeSantis would be awkward and that he would lose to President Trump in a debate? I don't know anything about Ron DeSantis' debating skills, but it doesn't come off to me like he would be terrible in a debate. President Trump is pretty good in a, in a debate because he's honest and straightforward and doesn't play the political games and answers questions and says what's on his mind and doesn't try to be a, a politically correct. And he's got some zingers. 
I mean, you, you can't, you cannot lie or deny that the Republican debates in 2015, uh, 2016 was some of the best television in the history of television. Definitely the best presidential political debates in my lifetime. And we only got what? One with Joe Biden. It was ridiculous. So it would be entertaining. But do you think Ron DeSantis is awkward? And that Trump would eat him alive on a debate stage? Okay. Biden, Hunter Biden that is, is absolutely desperate. Now going after Steve Bannon and Rudy Giuliani. Hunter Biden's lawyers told the federal judge on Friday they were seeking to depose Steve Bannon and Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani in a countersuit regarding Hunter's laptop. So as I reported previously, Hunter Biden is suing John Paul Mac Isaac, the Delaware computer repairman, who tried to fix Biden's, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. Let, let me remind you how this went down, folks. Hunter Biden brought in three laptops to be repaired. The first one, John Paul Mac Isaac said, I can't fix it, gave it back to him. The second one needed a, a, a keyboard, which he lent Hunter Biden and never got back. The third one he could fix, and then he tried to he fixed it and got the data off it and repeatedly tried to try to get Hunter Biden to come pick it up and he wouldn't do it. So then he turned it over to Giuliani and then we know what happened uh, after that. The FBI, just the whole thing was a mess, right? But what are they trying to do? They're using lawfare again. But man, this is not going to go over well. Rudy Giuliani is an attorney and Steve Bannon does not budge. And he's savage. And he is very, very wealthy. And unlike other people, can afford, though it sucks that he starts to pay it, but he can give the DOJ and, and, and these... He can give these guys a run for their money. He can play with them when it comes to uh, the legal fees and, and and taking on taking them on on these ridiculous use of the justice system to go against political opponents of Joe Biden and friends and allies of President Trump. This is what uh, NBC is reporting. Lawyers for Hunter Biden stepped up their legal offensive against top Trump allies on Friday by filing a countersuit regarding the alleged dissemination of Biden's electronic data and notifying a federal judge of their intention to seek depositions from Steve Bannon and Rudy Giuliani. The court filings include a lawsuit targeting John Paul Mac Isaac, the computer repair shop owner who said Hunter Biden abandoned a water-damaged laptop in his Wilmington, Delaware store about 18 months before the 2020 election. In the lawsuit, Biden is seeking the return of any copy of his data, compensatory and punitive damages for Mike Isaac's willful, wanton, and reckless conduct, as well as reimbursement of attorney attorney's fees. Willful, 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 wanton, and reckless conduct coming from uh, Hunter Biden, who last I saw, it's a, there's 149 crimes documented that Hunter Biden has committed. Let that sink in. The countersuit and responses to Mac Isaac's original lawsuit cite public statements that Mike at Mike Isaac, Mac Isaac, Bannon, Giuliani, and others have made regarding their involvement with Hunter Biden's electronic data. This new suit alleges that the Delaware law did not permit Mac Isaac to access copy of the data, drawing a distinction between abandoned equipment and data on or embedded within a device. So, in other words, they are admitting, which they kind of already have, that. Everything on on the laptop is accurately 
Hunter Biden's. Isn't that interesting? So that's a that's a disgusting lawsuit. But how about this, folks? There's no such thing anymore as client attorney privilege, at least not if you're President Trump. A federal judge ruled Friday that an attorney to former President Donald Trump must testify in the probe into Trump's handling of classified documents. Now, this is very interesting. Chief Judge Beryl Howell, in her last act before rotating to another post, ruled that the DOJ could question Evan Cochran, uh, Cork, sorry, Corcoran, who is representing the former president in the DOJ's investigation into his alleged mishandling of documents. So this chief judge, right before she goes out, says, oh yeah, client attorney privilege means jack crap. She can, uh, she can be questioned. So to say how determined prosecutors have met the threshold for the crime fraud exception for, Cork- for is it Corcoran? Reuters reported back in February that Corcoran had retained legal counsel of his own after testifying before a grand jury in January in connection with the documents probe. So now you can't even consult an attorney, oh, not at least if you are President Trump. This is not the first time we've seen this. This is absolutely ridiculous. A spokesperson for Trump's legal team argued the move signaled the weakness of the prosecutor's case. This was actually re- reported by CNN, folks. Whenever prosecutors target the attorneys, they usually, that's usually a good indication their underlying case is very weak. If they had a real case, they wouldn't need to play corrupt games with the Constitution. Every American has the right to consult with counsel and have candid discussions. This promotes adherence to the law. Politico says that on Friday, the same day Howell gave the order, she departed her post as chief judge of the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. Other members of the federal bench, including Howell's successor, Judge James Bosberg, toasted and occasionally roasted her, taking a particular interest in rulings on cases involving Trump. So she's not even respected by her peers. All right, let me give you other news, folks, that you want to hear that's getting clouded with the arrest, the impending, upcoming, uh, imminent arrest and indictment of President Trump. Uh, Swiss regulators are trying to seal the deal with Credit Suisse, who are caught up uh, in this bank debacle. Reuters reporting, the Swiss National Bank and Swiss regulators have told their international counterparts they regard a deal with USB Group as the only way to prevent a collapse in confidence in Credit Suisse Group. So another bank going under and they already have a suitor. And while that's happening, Silicon Valley Bank UK staff, they received bonuses totaling tens of millions of dollars. But unlike the US counterpart that had the bonuses paid on the day they were taken over by the regulators, over in the UK, bankers at the British branch of the failed Silicon Valley Bank reportedly received bonuses totaling tens of millions of pounds just days after the Bank of England stepped in to help orchestrate a rescue package that saw its assets bought up by HSC, uh, says CB, but I think it's HSBC, isn't it? For one pound. Wow. They got their bonuses, tens of millions of pounds, days after the Bank of England had stepped in. They still paid out those bonuses. Absolute nuttery. Russia has accused the United States of sluggish schizophrenia. 
as Joe Biden expressed support for the International Criminal Court issuing a warrant for President Vladimir Putin's arrest, despite the fact the U.S. does not recognize the court. Now, I reported on this before, a couple days ago, when I said that uh, President Trump and Vladimir Putin are on the same boat. They both have law enforcement actions taken uh, against them. And I reported on there that the international court is not recognized by the U.S., The Netherlands-based International Criminal Court has issued arrest warrants for Vladimir Putin and Russia's Commissioner for Children's Rights, Maria Yova Belova, over the deportation of Ukrainian children to Russia. U.S. President Joe Biden appeared to back the ICC and comments to reporters, saying the warrant for Putin makes a very strong point and that the Russian leader has clearly committed war crimes before having to admit the United States, like Russia, does not recognize the court's authority. And so Russia... Calls, uh, calls it sluggish schizophrenia. Absolute nuttery, folks. And that's the uh, news that I wanted to report to you. I'm not going to report the story. I was going to report to you how Disney's Little Mermaid trailer has more than one million, one million dislikes in one week and how people online are blaming this against MAGA racists, even though the Pinocchio movie, which was mostly white actors, was also panned. It must suck being woke that everything that happens to you and when Disney's new trailer came out and I'd watched the Little Mermaid trailer, the movie looks like it's going to be terrible. The CGI looks cheap. The acting looks crappy and has nothing to do with the fact that they have a black or... Is she black? She looks light-skinned black. I guess so. Kind of reminds me of my daughter's. Because I'm half black, half Puerto Rican, and my wife's Mexican of European descent. Maybe Disney, maybe woke people, maybe the movie just looks like it sucks and has nothing to do with the fact that The Little Mermaid is not redheaded Ariel of white European ancestry, even though this is based on. Uh, I actually saw The Little Mermaid, um, what was it, in Copenhagen a few months ago. So, okay, so they want to do the whole woke thing. Maybe the movie's just bad and people don't like it because of that. And maybe it has nothing to do with MAGA racists. Of course, they have no proof that MAGA racists are the ones that are downvoting it. But like I said, <laughs> I'm not going to report on that story. Thanks for being here. Press the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We'll be back with more news. Like, share, subscribe. Ciao, goodbye, God bless.